friends, and welcome to the Thrive Hive. I'm your host, Trisha Kins. And before I introduce our guest, I just want to thank you all for listening. I want to talk a little bit about my social media pages. So the Thrive Hive podcast is what we are on Instagram, um, the Thrive Hive on Facebook, and the Thrive Hive community page is also on Facebook. The Patreon is temporarily out of service. Um, I just haven't been able to create the content that I want to, so I'm not going to you know, have that running right now. Um, but without further ado, I would like to introduce Jess. She and I will be speaking today a little bit about um, the relationships that come with relationships, ironically. <laughs> Please say hello and introduce yourself, miss. Hi, I'm Jess. Yay! <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, my dear. Um, I'm 30. 30, flirty, and thriving. I'm a director of a daycare now. Yay! Just recently. Um, we're just living our life. We're just doing the best we can. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> really depends on the day. <laughs> True. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the relationships that come along with relationships that you're in. Um, so Jess is dating my brother. Tell us a little bit about your relationship to my family. <laughs> Um, they're really my second family now, or honestly closer to a first family for the most part, because I'm um, growing up, we didn't have a very tight knit family. So to experience the family that your family really has is so different and unique than any family I've ever experienced. Honestly, um, you guys support and love each other so passionately and that's intense at first a little scary but a lot (laughs) but good (laughs) once you get used to it it's awesome I think our family is definitely unique in the sense that like we're all very very different but we're similar in the sense that we're almost like worked for each other regardless of kind of where we what our viewpoints are where we're coming from in that moment Um, and I think that can be really intense for someone who's not like from our like family unit Definitely. And I know this area where we grew up is very similar in that aspect. There's either people like your family or the polar opposite. I don't feel like there's a lot of middle ground because most people I know either had what you guys had or had what I had, which is very independent. So I kind of did what I wanted and had to be my own person. Whereas you guys were all together doing things together, which is so interesting to see and experience. Like when you're around each other, you want to be around each other all the time. It's almost more like a friendship, grown up friendships all together. Definitely. Um, Are all of your siblings like that? Are you all very independent or um, do you kind of feel like you're like that and your siblings kind of vary depending on their personality or what does that look like? I'm very independent in the fact that I'm outgoing and I'm a go-getter. I don't like to sit around and wait for things to happen to me. And my brother and sister are the exact same way, um, but to their own account. My sister works a million hours a week and my brother is just into his own stuff. I'm very private. I would say our family is very private, not even family to family wise, person to person. Um, even, I don't know, we didn't really have a friendship relationship until this past year moving back home because everyone was just so private Yeah. versus 
when I started dating David, I knew everything about everybody <laughs> in your family very quickly. You knew everything way too fast, just like everyone does, especially like, you know, my mom. And vice versa. Too much. <laughs> yes, for sure. What is that kind of like coming into? Because like I said, we are very intense. So like when you first started dating um, and you were kind of bombarded for less of a <laughs> good term to use, um, what was that like to kind of be part of? Scary at first. Because I, I knew you guys, but I didn't know you that way. Right, because you and, you and David were friends in high school. Yep. And you and Michelle were like kind of friends too. We all went to a Brad Paisley concert a long time ago when we were young yeah, children. Yeah, like came up on Time Hop or something recently. It was yeah. like 11 years ago or something. Woof. That's wild. We're old now. That's crazy. But yeah, so it was definitely interesting. And I'm normally more quiet coming in so it was more of an observation to see how you all interacted with each other and even when you're passionate about something you'll get not yelling but if you didn't know each other and know your personalities and how you're saying things you would think oh man what's happening yep. like something's going down I still think that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you just sit back and watch and so I'm like all right it's over now yeah we're really like a reality tv show it's fun to be on the outside too to, to see each of your personalities because you are so different, like you are saying, but you do come together at the, at the common, I don't know, the common goals. Like it has to be the values that were instilled in you guys growing up because you can, you can just see it, which is interesting to see from an educator's perspective and just someone who works with people in general to see how you guys interact is very cool. The loyalty level is so high. Definitely think, yeah, loyalty, I think is a big I don't know. It's funny because I feel like in the past, when thinking about it, I wouldn't even have thought that it like was the word like loyalty. Um, but I don't know. Like I, you know, haven't lived at home for seven years, and then not that we ever lost contact by any means, or like didn't even talk like regularly. Um, but just like coming back here and like being fully immersed in it again is it's kind of crazy. And like for me, it's a lot. So I can't imagine like being someone from the outside coming into that and kind of having to you essentially have to jump in or get out (laughs) it's like an all-or-nothing situation (laughs) we don't do anything half-baked here yeah it's true I think when we started dating your sister was getting married so it was maybe we were together for six months or something like that and we went to Michelle's wedding and then there were all these people that you knew got married in that year so we went to a million weddings I feel like traveled all over the place and we were all together all the time so that made it a little easier too and you guys had similar interests to what we did so we went to football games together concerts together and just being around each other wasn't hard or forced yeah so that made it a lot easier definitely do you think and I know this is kind of like I don't know, less about you and more about my family, I suppose. But do you think it almost makes it easier for us to date because people who don't fit in would know immediately? Yeah, I I think you wouldn't be able to be around, you know, Um, if you were with the wrong person, we'll say, quote unquote, um, they wouldn't want to be around, I feel like. Or I just can't even imagine if you didn't get along how you could spend time with you guys, you know, cause it's not it like a lot. Okay. We're over here. That's fine. We'll do our own little thing. No, like you're together and you, you guys generally care and ask questions and things like that. Whereas if you were uncomfortable and didn't want to be a part of that, 
in other families or even situations, you could easily just kind of skate by and no one would know. Yeah. Or bother you. I definitely agree with that. I think, and I mean, we talked a little bit this on the last podcast with mom, but, um, we're like a, we're definitely like an all or nothing. Like you would know right away because you would just, you would feel uncomfortable or you would be overwhelmed. And like, we don't really do, we don't get overwhelmed by ourselves because (laughs) we're used to like the craziness that comes along with, you know, being in the same room as all five of us, um, when that happens. But yeah, I, I can't even imagine like being someone like coming from the inside and having to experience that because, um, no one that I've dated in my life has been like our family. We're a very unique <laughs> brand. Um, but we're like we said, we're, we are, we're very intense and we're very, um, we like know how to navigate each other's personalities so well because we're all different and we all will react differently to an angry situation or a sad situation or like something that's really exciting. So, um, I feel like the people that we bring into like our little circle kind of have to learn that really quick or they're going to drown, um, which definitely comes with its pros and cons. Um, was there anything that was really like challenging when you guys started dating coming in or not necessarily, or honestly, I felt welcome the minute I was here. Yeah. I felt like a part of your whole relationship with everybody. Um, I have things in myself that are similar to each of you. So I think it's easy to relate yeah, and understand all of your perspectives and how things are going. I can look and be like, Oh yeah, I know what's going on there. Even if sometimes David doesn't, which is very interesting for me. Relax. This person's going through this. Mm. He has like his selective, (laughs) selective attention that he chooses to use when he uses it, but we love him. (laughs) Yeah. What has your relationship been like with, you know, people you've dated in the past or like even even friends, families? I feel like it's really telling like the way you kind of interact with their families. Like I've always been someone who if I'm really close with a friend, it's really important to me to be like close with their family. Like especially in the town that we grew up with, I feel like that's like a very common thing. Like if you have a best friend, you know their family really well. So has it been like this with all of your, you know, friends slash passion relationships or what does that look like? Honestly, I've only had one other close relationship with families besides families that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. You can I think like you said people that we grow up with around here, you know each other. Everyone knows everybody. So you your families all are friends with the adults in that family and then the children become friends and yada yada. Yeah. Um but when I went to college it was not like that. No one was really friendly, not to hate on the city I went to college in. But they were very aggressive and independent people. And so I've never had a relationship with any of my ex's families. And I I think that's a lot to do with their personalities as well. They were not interested in their children nor the people that they were with. Um, So it was very refreshing and nice to be around to honestly to experience that kind of relationship because I never really thought that that was something that I would have in my family. Yeah. Do you think that's telling, um, especially in like a romantic relationship when you don't either have or don't have a positive relationship with someone's family? Uh, Definitely. Um, I was married before and since divorced. So we're not, we're not dating weirdly (laughs) right now. Um, and I had no relationship with that family and I just, thought that was the normal thing. That's how I grew up and how most of the people around me were. 
and it was very lonely. And to be here, I think that's how you know it's something that you're meant to have because I can't imagine not having you guys in my life. And that's a weird thing for me to experience because I was never like that before. It was just my life and the person I was with's life. We're doing our own thing. But now we're into like, what are you guys doing today? What's happening over there? That kind of stuff. It's cool. Do you think that the relationship that you've kind of cultivated with our family has like driven you to kind of find that closer relationship with your brother and sister and your family? Uh, definitely. It's very interesting to see that those kind of relationships even can be. Yeah. Um, I always just kind of thought like, nope, everybody does their own thing and that's fine. That's okay. I wasn't like hurting for that. Yeah. But now to see and experience such relationships, I want that everywhere. Um, whether it's my personal life, my professional life, it's something you can really bring to all areas of your world. And honestly, wouldn't that be better? If the whole world was like that, I think so. You know, that's how I navigate as odd as my that world. Is. <laughs> and I think it's unique because you know I am someone who, obviously, like we're saying, is, is very close with our family. But I don't feel that I have to be like close in proximity to my family to feel that way. Which I think, um, you know, we've all, especially like me, David and Michelle, have all been living in different places. So like I was in a different state. You guys were in the same state, but still far enough that it wasn't convenient to like come home on the weekend or anything. And, um, you know, Michelle lives kind of right here. So I think we've all been in different places, but I think it's really interesting to see kind of how the dynamic plays out with people who sometimes will live so close to their family and still not try to build those relationships. Whereas, you know, I live in a different state or like halfway across the country and that relationship is still really important to me and how you put forth the effort or not to kind of make those happen. It's really fun, actually, because I remember for my birthday, your mom came up and then we were driving around and ended up at the airport and you were there. And I was like, wow, okay, like this is not something that normally happens in my world. So it was really cool. Yeah, you thought you were just going for a drive and (laughs) oh, we took the wrong street. And then I just got in the car. (laughs) That was was cool. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's really interesting. And I was having that conversation with my mom today, actually, that. Um, it sounds sad, but I meant it almost in a good way is that I recently became friends with someone who I, I feel I haven't known her very long, but I like have a really close relationship with her. And I think I, this, I was like, I think this might be like one of the friendships that is like most mutually beneficial in a way that I've always been someone who like would hop on a plane and go surprise my friend or like would come home for a weekend from college, like surprise a boyfriend or something like that. And I don't know, not that my friends don't love me and like X, Y, Z, whatever, everyone has their limitations with money and whatever. I've always been fortunate to like be able to do things like that. Um, I said, I was thinking about moving to Austin in February and she was like, okay, me and my friend already planned a trip for the end of March. Like we'll be there. And it's just, like, oh, that's cool. It's so interesting to, at like the different points in your life to kind of see how people prioritize their friendships and what they look like um and just like the relationships with the people around them with everything going on it's definitely a struggle to see and interesting to see how people balance those things because some people are all about work and money and all of that and Mm. a lot of people are about experience now as now and i think especially in our generation it's more about experiences and living a meaningful life than it was perhaps in the past when it was 
get married, get a house, have children, do the things in the right way, air right, quotes, in the right order. Um, or you're a failure. Right. I know. Um, I was just thinking about it recently. I lived that life for a little bit. I went to college, got married, and that's how I saw my life progressing. And now, honestly, when people find out that I'm divorced, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, no. Why are you apologizing to yeah. me? It's a good thing. That's I'm I happier here. than I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that's telling of the world that we live in. Like, why do you feel the need to say sorry to me? Yeah. That's not a sad thing. I'm happy. I've never been sad about that kind of a situation. I think that's interesting that we're so conditioned to apologize to people or console them yeah. without even finding out if that's something that that they're upset about. Right. It's very it's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And I feel, almost feel like instead of saying I'm sorry, just say like, oh, how are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm Easy. great. I'm doing great <laughs> over here. Right. What's up? Um, no, but I totally agree. I think that's just like the societal expectation that like if you thought you were going to do X, Y, Z and now you're off that track, it's like, oh, oh I'm so sorry. Oh, sweetie, honey. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, you do your thing. I'm over here doing mine. If I'm upset about it, you'll probably hear about it on social media. Here we are. <laughs> well, and that's how how people are now. Um, we're finding a lot of people are having children later and the people before us are weird about that. Um, I'm working in the child care care industry, I'm seeing new parents and they are my age or older. Right. So I think that's really telling because before 30 was old, you should have had kids by now. What yeah. are you doing with your life? Right. Quotes. Um, but now that's when people are starting things or their first children, first child, children, whatever, 35, 38. Yeah. Which is interesting. Definitely. I think, I think people... And I mean, obviously, this is a very personal decision, but I think in my perspective, I think that that's great. Um, I think it's important to spend like, you know, your 20s, even to your 30s, whatever, doing all the things that you had on your, you know, goal list. That doesn't mean it stops if you decide to have kids. It just means that you had this time to figure out who you are before, you know, jumping into a relationship or having kids and to really experience the things that are priorities to you if you know, having children isn't the number one thing that you want to do right now. If it is great, that's awesome right. too. Cause I mean, I love having other people's babies <laughs> around me. I just don't want my own right now or maybe ever who knows. You said something about kind of the friendships that you had in college. I feel pretty similarly that like the people that I met in college were all fantastic. And I, you know, they made a great four years. Um, I'm not close with a lot of people that I was friends with at college now. The people that I am close with, I did get to, like, know their families and know, like, two of my best friends from college. I would, like, go stay with their parents if I was in town. Oh. Um, and I think that's just really telling of kind of, like, what we've been saying. Like, if you want the relationships in your life to be, like, fruitful and, like, awesome, you have to, like, take the people that are really important to them and kind of make them important to you as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, the only friend that I'm very close with from college is my friend Chris. He was in my wedding and I spoke in his wedding to his husband and he's the only one that I still keep in touch with because we've been friends that long. And it's one of those relationships where you don't have to be all the time on each other. But if we were in the same room together, we would pick up like it was yesterday that we saw each other last night. For me, that's the most important thing too, because friendship means that just that you can't always be on top of the other person or 
you need to be able to understand that things happen and your first instinct isn't always going to be, oh, I need to call so-and-so um, because I'm very much that hands-off friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do things. My hobbies are independent. I like to do things by yep. myself and not a lot of people are that way. I'm finding like, I like to go to movies by myself. I like to go I shopping by myself. I love to do things <laughs> by myself. And a lot of people think that that's like lonely or sad or sorry for them. Say, no, like I like to be able to do things on my own terms. So it's nice to have a friend who is the exact same way and we get it. Oh, she was ignoring me for so and so long of time. She must not care about me. Nope. We're living our life. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And I also think those friends are also interesting because the people that you, I feel like the people that you find are so similar to you and you build the closest relationships with, you are also able to like almost expand your friendship because the people that they associate with are also incredible people. So it's like, okay, I met your, your best friend from home once and now we're friends. And it's like, I know that if I go to Long Island or I go to Maryland, like I've never even been to those, well, I might have been to Long Island, but I've never been to Maryland. But I know like if I went to like see my, my friend from college, like I would have a whole group of friends just to like hang out with that I basically already know through, you know, social media <laughs> and stories and all that. And I think it's just really telling of the people that you surround yourself with if if that's not the case or if it is the case. Yeah. You said you didn't have like a necessarily close relationship with your siblings when you were younger. Um, Did you like have experiences where they would have like friends to your house or things like that where you like associated with their friend group and kind of built those mutual relationships? Because I know, I mean, for me at one point, my house was where all my friends hung out with. And at one point it was where all Michelle's friends hung out. Like David didn't necessarily do that with his friends here. Um, but like I got really close with my sister's best friends in high school because, you know, I was the younger sister. So I was always around. Did you, is that something that you had or you didn't really see that as much? No, I'm growing up. We were really close friends with the people who lived near us. So down the street, there was a family that my grandparents were friends with their grandparents. My mom was friends with the mom over there. And so we were just naturally friends. So we were, we were always all together. But besides that, my brother and sister did their own kind of thing. Maybe their friends came over every once in a while. My brother had one friend who would come over all the time. He was like our second brother. Um, but m- more than anything, I had my friends over all the time. Yeah. And but I was a snob and I didn't let them hang out with us. <laughs> well, you were the older sister, so that sounds about right. Yeah. You don't want your younger siblings hanging out with you. My sister didn't have a choice. So Yeah. Nowadays, though, it's so different. I, I love that we're able to build those relationships and have experiences together that we never really had or I don't think would have had had we not moved back home. Yeah, definitely. Do you have the relationship if you're, if your siblings have partners, do you ever have the relationship with their partners that kind of like we've been able to have with you? Cause I know like you and I are very close and that is something that I really love. Is that something that you've kind of been able to have with either of your siblings partners or haven't you seen that yet? No. Um, they have had boys as their significant others and that that's not I'm not close with other dudes usually <laughs> um, that they they are with. Um, my sister is a little bit younger than I am, so we we've always had that weird age gap, and her her boyfriends are more they're more, more private people typically. Um, she doesn't normally have them around um, early on, and when they are around, it's mostly like 
Christmas or Thanksgiving. So we never really have like meaningful interactions. It's, she works all the time. So when, yeah. whenever she sees them, it's probably just their alone time. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> we don't, um, we don't ever really do things as a group of people. So I don't have that really anywhere except here, which is, it's cool. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think especially like for me, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but especially for me, like the relationships that the people I date have with their family is like really telling and important to me. Like the people I date by the time they like meet my family, like they already know how close my family is. They already know that my family drives me insane. They already know that like, I love them immensely. And even if I'm talking shit about my family, like don't ever say anything bad <laughs> about my family or else we're going to fight. Um, and I just think like if I am, am dating someone and they don't, A, don't have a relationship or B, have like a negative in kind of any way relationship with their family, I think that's super telling to me. And like, I know that um, as much as my family drives me insane, like my values tell me to like prioritize my family. So did you kind of have that feeling at all when you were with your ex or not necessarily because you didn't really have a close relationship with your family at the time or? Yeah, I think I didn't even realize that people could be or were as close as you guys are because we, (laughs) we were not. And I honestly just thought it was like normal. I was like, all right, well, good. Then I won't have to invest myself in X, Y, Z now because you don't. So if you're not doing that with your own family, then I'm not going to do that either because that's weird. Um, and it was more like, well, this is the norm. So this is what we're doing now. But I can't imagine that that would have led to a happy or fulfilling life. Um, all I can think of is if I had children with that person, could they have even experienced what a it's like to have a real family, you know, not that they're not, not to diminish the relationships that other people's families have if they're not that way, but right. I can't imagine it any other way now. Right. You like, know, do you like, do you bring your kids to grandma and grandpa's house or do you get to go hang out with your awesome aunt Trisha or <laughs> right. whatever that looks like? And I, I totally agree. I can't. And I, I mean, I'm obviously saying this from a perspective of someone who comes from this crazy family unit, but like, I can't imagine being part of like that family dynamic where I wouldn't be able to be like, Hey mom, we're going to come hang out for a little while with the kids, whatever. Isn't that weird? And that's how, like, I never spent any time with any of the people's families that I was with. And the last relationship I was in was for seven years and I've spent more time with your family in the first month that we were together yeah. than, than that entire time span. Um, <laughs> and it was good though. It's a positive thing. Yeah. Do you think your priorities have changed in some ways then since you kind of found this type of family dynamic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was always, which is very selfish to say, but I was selfish growing up. I was always for myself and looking out for myself and how I could do better for me. But now it's more of our family and how we can help our family and move forward together versus alone, which is like sad to say, but I think there's strength in admitting that you were like that before and not any longer. And I think that just comes with age and experience. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think that's an age thing or do you think that's a kind of trying out different types of dating dynamics or what do you think is like the primary 
reason Mm -hmm. that you kind of had this like change of heart? I think going through all of the pitfalls that came with that, um, even the minute I was getting divorced and I shared that with my family, we were closer already. So I think it's getting older, but because you get older, you have more experiences. So I think they go hand in hand together. Um, but some people then again, my age have never had anything happen to them. And you can tell the difference between someone who's never lived through pain or loss or had to overcome and someone who not to toot my own horn, but I feel like when you've gone through those things, it matures you really quickly and you learn how to cope and move forward because you realize you can't just stay sad forever or live in the past. You have to move forward because no one life is going to go on. You have to. I totally agree. I think it matures you quickly. And I also think kind of like you were saying, like it matures your relationship with the people you're closer to more quickly because like I often don't think that even though we fight a lot, my family can get closer than we are. And then like something super shitty will happen and like everyone's right there on the front lines, like ready to blow your nose for you and like bake (laughs) you a cake. (laughs) I'm like, all right, thanks guys. Um, but yeah, I think that's really interesting. How is it for you moving back here and being around your family all the time? Um, (laughs) it's a lot as close as I am with my family. I think it's hard to be close in proximity to them sometimes because I've, lived away for seven years. So it's a lot to move home, regardless of if that was, you know, college and I was home for the summers. I just like consider it having been gone because if you're home for a summer in in between college, it's not the same as living with your family for like real. Um, But it's definitely been a challenge. I think one of the hardest parts, first of all, is actually like living with my parents because once you live on your own for a while, you have this way that you kind of navigate your life because you have to do it on your own and then you move back with your parents and a you don't really have to do it on your own but you still want to right but they also don't necessarily feel that like you're in their house so like do they make the rules do you make the rules I really don't know (laughs) I still don't know um so it's it there's definitely it's definitely had its challenges I'm very very fortunate to have the support in the family system where I can come back here and like fall on my parents and I'm I'm definitely not someone that misses that. Like I fully am aware of how fortunate I am. Um, I think one of the hardest parts for me is going to be like fully explaining and having my family understand that as much as I love them, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, And it's not because of them. It's not even necessarily because of the area. It's just because I want to go out in the world and do other things and, I want to try living in new places. And if I hate it, I'll leave in a year. And I want to, you know, I just, there's so many things that I want to do. And like, now's the time to do it because why not? So I think as much as they like say they understand that, I think it's hard to be like, oh, she's actually going to leave. Right. Um, but I am mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, no, that's a great question. I think I don't know. It's not easy, but the fact that I'm able to move back here and have the support that I have for my family and you and my friends and people who are still around here and people who even aren't around here, it makes all the difference. And I really am only able to have that because of kind of like what you said, like I build those relations where I'm like, 
I'm 100% in all of my relationships. I don't really half-ass anything, and I am very blunt and honest and open with what I believe, and I personally think that the relationships that I build with people are because of those things, so my relationships get really intense really fast, whether it be romantic or friendship or what have you. So if we don't hit it off right away, we know right away. But if we do, it's like lifelong. You know what I mean? Well, we're not really permitted to act that way a lot, you know? So it makes a difference because most people are, I almost feel like we're tamed Mm -hmm. into censoring our feelings about a lot of things. And which I find very interesting because you're not being honest I agree. because you're socially unacceptable to be honest yeah. or have a different opinion from someone else, which is very funny because what, what do we live for then? What is that? You know, like why? <laughs> no, I agree. I think we're all we, different. Yeah. We like our, we grow up in like this culture where, um, if you don't think what you're about to say is like the quote unquote right thing, then you don't say it. Yeah. I'm not like that. No. And you know that. <laughs> Um, um, and I think that's good, though, because um, sometimes people even feel sorry for saying things that they believe in. But I, I personally don't. Um, if I believe that to be true and I say it, well, that's it's what it is. It is. But other people have different opinions. And it, just because it's not the popular one doesn't mean it shouldn't be said. No, I totally agree. And I think I think that's hard for a couple reasons. Um First, because, for example, everyone in my family doesn't have the same beliefs and viewpoints yep. on a lot of, especially like currently, like political situations or yeah. like what have you. And and that's fine to an extent, but we're also all very passionate, passionate. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of the time we all always believe we're the right one. Sure. Um, so we'll like fight for our opinion to the death. We're like, okay, you're like beating a dead horse. I hate that expression. <laughs> so I apologize. But, but like, you're not going to, like everybody says, like, why are you're not going to change anybody's mind. Right. If, especially like with us, we are all so stubborn. Like, I'm not going to change <laughs> your mind if I try to argue with you again about gun laws and you want a gun. Right. We're, we're not going to agree. That's fine. But you right. believe what you believe and I believe what I believe. And es- especially with family. Um, and I don't, I'm not someone, actually, I think this was you and I actually David and mom too, that we were talking about this the other day. Um, I'm not someone who believes that, you know, blood is the end all be all. I don't feel that if someone in my family treats me like garbage and disrespects me, I have to respect them and love them endlessly because they're in my family. And that's something that's really hard to say out loud, but also something I, believe like if you don't respect me as a human like why would I put myself in a situation where I feel not necessarily unsafe that's not what I mean uncomfortable right like I don't I don't feel the need to do put myself in those situations so I don't I feel the exact same way and I mean that's how you build families though family isn't just blood relation um you learn that family is happens to be the people who you can lean on and or who are there for you too, whether that's friends, coworkers, um, just people in your community. It's not just the people who you were born to. And Absolutely. I think that's really telling. Like our dogs are our families. They weren't born with us, obviously. We went and chose <laughs> them. But um, Lincoln's my family. For sure. 
a brat of our family, well, but Lincoln. our family. Yeah, right. um, and I, that's why I think it's kind of interesting. I could never, you see and hear about people getting rid of their animals when they're difficult or they have a baby now. So there goes their dog because the dog didn't get along with their baby. But you wouldn't do that if your baby didn't get along with your other child. Right. How could you get rid of your animal because they didn't get along with your baby? It is your job. To, to train, train your them. dog to be around your cat, to be around your baby, just to give up like that. I feel like is so heartbreaking and kind of lazy and disgusting in my opinion, which is super it's um, definitely something. <laughs> um, intense, but I, d- I feel so strongly that if you decide to be a pet owner, then you are a pet owner that enti- right. animal's entire life. And if you right, can't you... give them the best life, why, why did you yes. do that then? It's a You've choice. Taken on a commitment follow through come on it's so sad <laughs> oh I actually before when you were saying this is not related to animals so I digress um, <laughs> but before when you were saying kind of the fact that a lot of people our age are kind of like more open and honest and what have you I actually had that conversation with mom earlier because um we went to the kiss concert last night which was a Woo! whole event in itself <laughs> um she was like having a conversation with someone her age and to me, I was like reading the conversation and a lot of it was like very passive aggressive. And I was like, (laughs) and I was, we had a whole conversation about how I, she didn't agree with me, which is fine. I feel like a lot of people in the generation above us do communicate very passive aggressively. And I think that's one of the reasons why, like I said, being home has been really hard and challenging for me is because mom and I, you know, like have these spats back and forth because I'm going to call something out if I feel like I should not, not to be confrontational, but to like actually like get clarity. Um, and I think the, the generation above us is a lot more passive aggressive while we're more like, I don't want to say aggressive, like kind of aggressive or upfront where we just want clarity and we want to like get to the point of, I don't want to skip around whatever we're trying to talk about. Let's just like talk about what it is. If it's uncomfortable for a minute, that's fine. And then we'll move on because we're adults. Um, and she didn't agree that that was true, but do you think that's true? I think that's really telling of our age too, because it recently I was told that I'm very assertive and I don't see myself as that at all. But if, if I see something happening and I don't agree with it, I'm going to call it out as well. And that's why I think that I'm good at being a leader because you can't, it's too often people sit and watch things happen that they're uncomfortable with, but they still let it happen. Well, if you if I'm somewhere and someone's treating me poorly, I'm going to not let them right, or not that or not be around <laughs> them if that's the easier option. Right. And I think um, we have more power nowadays to do that. And a lot of people respect that. But a lot of older people in in general, I see younger people, too, and people even our age think that that's us being mean or a witch. Yeah. But in reality, you're standing up for yourself because if, if a man was doing the exact same thing, they wouldn't be looked at that way or right. even be thought of as assertive. You're just being how you are. Right. I'm like, okay, well, then a why leader, is that probably. us <laughs> being that way? Right. Um, because we're taking care of what needed to be taken care of. I, I don't like to sit back and let other people take care of things. I do, I'm very much a doer yeah. and an organized person. So to sit back and wait for someone else to take care of it for me. I can't handle that. I'm going to speak up and and do it because no one's going to do it for you. And if, if you want something, it's not going to happen unless you ask for it. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of that has to do with like this kind of, 
empowerment culture that we people our age are kind of like experiencing um and you know being told constantly by the kind of response to media and such that like no like go do it like do what you need to do like this like boss bitch mentality yes which i which i love um i also think it's important to recognize that like that does come from a place of privilege and if you're in a situation where like you can't confront a shitty situation at a job because you might lose that job. Like, yeah. Or you can't, you know, stand up for yourself in a housing situation because you need housing. Like that's, I think it's important to acknowledge that. Fortunately for us, we aren't in those situations. Um, but I think it's definitely, obviously that would be an even more significantly challenging situation where you would have to navigate that in whatever way would kind of be the most beneficial for you. I've definitely been there. Um, I've, I've stayed in jobs where I didn't believe in what p- the people above me were doing because I needed my job right. and there was no way to say anything, even though things that were happening were wrong and we knew that it was wrong, but they kind of, it's almost like a trap. Yeah. Okay. Well, luckily we were able to com- come and move back and that was so hard. Um, to give up my pride, I think was the most difficult part because being at home isn't terrible. And in fact, it's pretty great, but (laughs) to make that decision and say, nope, like this chapter is over. We're moving on because I deserve better. And what is happening here is not something I'm comfortable with or proud of. Yeah. And I really think that if you're going to work somewhere, you need to be proud of where you are. Um, and you have to keep finding and moving toward that whether it takes you 10 jobs or you get lucky and land in the first one that you love. But if you're not proud, then you need to leave. It doesn't matter how much money you're making. Yeah, I totally agree. You're the best. We are the best. We're the best. We're the best. (laughs) All right. Um, I don't know how we got to this topic, but we covered a lot of bases on this. Winners. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Ooh, 21. Great film. <laughs> um, I want to say thank you for being on this episode with me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you to all of you for listening to the Thrive Hive, where you are always the queen bee. Bye. Bye. Bye.